Welcome to the College Recruiting Podcast, where each week our team of expert college recruiting advisors tackle the most critical college recruiting questions, with guests including college coaches, pro scouts, and industry insiders. We will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in the college recruiting process. Okay, let's go ahead and start the show. Thompson again, and I wanted to thank you for listening in on episode two. Uh, today, we are going to talk about how the recruiting environment, uh, as well as the recruiting game, so to speak, has changed. Uh, joining us today will be Andrew Beinbrink, uh, CEO and founder of Sports Force. And Andrew and I are going to talk about some issues that have probably come up in the last four to five years with recruiting with comparison to what he and myself had a chance to go through in our recruiting journeys, uh, roughly about 20. 20 years ago. Things have changed uh, drastically, but some things uh, have stayed very, very similar. Um, and that is what we're principally going to get into today. And I wanted to introduce Andrew, um, give a little bit of background of Andrew. Um, San Diego kid um, had a chance to choose between Stanford and ASU uh, on the baseball side of things, and ended up going to Arizona State where he had an extremely successful baseball career, All-American each year, had a chance to play for Team USA. Upon graduating, being drafted for the second or third time, uh, played about six years in the minors for the Rays as well as the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Rays as well as the Texas Rangers. And when he got done playing, he began this journey of helping families from the recruiting and navigating the recruiting process standpoint. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Andrew in. And one of the first questions that I'd have for Andrew was, you know how much things have changed in the last, and I did say four to five years, and we can break it down, you know, even smaller than that. But what remains true today that was something that you went through being a high-profile athlete dealing with two perennial power schools and choosing where to go to school? Sure. Thanks, Ryan. Um being a higher, you know, type of recruited player, uh, the challenges were still very similar. I mean, it was my parents had never been through the process. I was the first child going through it. What schools are out there? How do I evaluate the level of interest that different schools have? How do I know what coaching staffs might be a good fit for my style of play and my personality? Um, so whether you're a top end prospect or you're kind of a middle of the road or you're a lower lower tier prospect some of the same kind of evaluation criteria needs to be thought about. Um, and as Ryan and I were talking, you know, we really talked about if you're a parent and you're listening right now and you're thinking about, okay, you know, I might have a child who's interested in, you know, playing their sport at the next level. So what should I be conscious of? What should I be thinking about right at the beginning when you're evaluating this? Um, and we came up with three things that we felt are just core to building a foundation. Um, and what we do when we're working, you know, with a family one-on-one -on -one through this process. And number one is, you know, what's the desire level of your child? And it doesn't mean that they have to be off the charts, literally in the backyard, doing drills and practicing, you know, 365 days a year and, and grinding it out. I think it's, really important just to understand, does your child have a healthy desire to continue to compete at their sport? Do they have a healthy desire to continue to, you know, improve themselves? 
And then are they, you know, enjoying the process of playing, you know, the sport that they play, whether it's a team sport or, or it's an individual sport, so that there's some real enjoyment. There's some, there's some uh, fun that's part of it. Um, and then the other two things, I'll touch on one. That's what are the goals of the family, athletically, academically, and financially for college. So whether your child is going to be good enough to play, you know, sports at the college level, you still have to understand what are the goals um, academically, you know, and financially, and then evaluate the goals, you know, from an athletic standpoint as well. And that's the third point. I'm going to have Ryan talk about that. The importance of getting an unbiased, objective, honest evaluation and uh, how critical that is because we've never met a parent uh, in the course of working with thousands of families that has been 100% objective, unbiased to their child. And we realize that it, it's impossible. You're either going to be um, too difficult on your child and have higher expectations and say they're not doing enough or they're not good enough, or you're going to likely be on the other side where you have a better evaluation or perception of your of your child's ability. So I'm going to let Ryan, who's scouted, tens of thousands of players, uh, you know, with his time back with the Cleveland Indians from high school coaching to college coaching and, uh, you know, to what he's doing now as well. Thanks, Andrew. Sticking with that topic of evaluating talent as well as uh, projecting talent, and it it reigns true for almost any sport. Uh, You know, I had a chance to coach high school football. Uh, I played football, basketball, and baseball uh, in high school as well. And there are different kids that peaked at different times. There are different kids that have a different future in terms of physical strength and growth and maturity. Uh, And all those things play a factor in each individual family's plan. And I think getting an honest evaluation, uh, as unbiased as it can be, is pertinent for this because you want to set yourself up for success rather than failure. And what we do at Sports Force is we try to create a path and a plan for our families that give them an opportunity to get really good feedback so there's a relationship uh, being created between the coaching staff and the player and the family. And one way that is uh, fostered is, you know, the old adage of getting in where you fit in. You want to have the, an objective opportunity of, of looking at it saying, my child, or, you know, son or daughter fits at this level or fits at this type of conference in the, in the level of p- competition or play. They may have a shot to do it uh, rather than, you know, we're not getting any feedback from this other, you know, these schools. And one of the reasons may be is you, your son or daughter doesn't project to be at that level. Um, it's a tough pill to swallow. It was a tough pill for myself to swallow when the letters from, USC and UCLA and and Cal stopped coming when I was a junior. But for me, it was, I knew I was going to play, you know, whether it was football or baseball, I knew I was going to play at the next level. It was just a matter of finding out where. And it's probably no easier to swallow today, uh, whether it's, you know, a girl in lacrosse or a boy in basketball. They have dreams of playing at probably the highest level possible. And it's what we see and it's what we hear. Uh, Getting the honest evaluation is not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, Sometimes high school coaches and travel coaches have their own shortcomings um, or their own biases, uh, and that's to be understood, and that's going to happen in California, it's going to happen in Washington, it's going to happen in Oklahoma, it's going to happen in Texas, and it's going to happen on the East Coast, and that's just human nature. Uh, What we seek at Sports Force is the opportunity to 
give you an honest evaluation to where your son or daughter fits, where their shortcomings may be and where their strengths are so we can build a, you know, a target list of schools or a level of competition that really suits their playing ability and projection better because in college, you want to play. You're used to playing. You're not used to sitting the bench because in high school, you're going to be a bigger fish. And that is probably reigns true for most individuals out there. Um, and I appreciate Andrew touching upon that because the evaluation is one of those first steps. Um, do we all know where a freshman's going to project when he or she is a senior? No, but we can address some issues and there are some traits to look at. Um, as a scout with the Indians, I got to look at the physical body and genetics more than I ever have. Uh, and that plays a factor in it. Um, how high maintenance or low maintenance your child will be a part of the evaluation that a coach is going to see. And that's what we like to speak with our families about is it's not always about where that kid fits on the athletic field. It's how they handle themselves and it's how they project themselves to those coaches. And so that kind of sums up our three, you know, first things to do with families that are going through this process for the first time. And I think one of the questions that I would ask Andrew of in this is why going down that path, that proper path for a family is so important, whether it's finding the right travel team, finding the right high school, um, finding what camps to go to, uh, leveling or increasing expectations of your kid's ability. Why is finding that path, the one that leads to you know, reality or the one that's covered in reality so much more important than the one of saying, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to go to that top five school in the nation. Um, we can talk about baseball. That's those, there are 30 kids that get to go to the top five schools in the nation. You know, it's, it's not a lot of kids for each graduating class. So Andrew, why do you think it's so important to go down that right path or a good chosen path from an education standpoint? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you think about this college decision as a, as a family. And if you're a you know, a mom or a dad listening in or a parent, uh, guardian, you know, this is arguably the largest decision and investment that you're going to make in your child's life, college. Um, and you think about how it's going to impact not just those four or five years that they're in college, but life after college and their career and, um, really be, part of their formative years uh, between 18 to 22 years old. Um, so you look at the magnitude of that decision. Now you think about where college is today as opposed to where it was when you went through the process, um, you know, back 20, 30 years ago. College has gotten more expensive. Um, it's become more competitive. Uh, and the process has started earlier than ever before. And this is not just from a recruiting standpoint. This is also from an academic standpoint. This is also from a financial standpoint. So when we talk about, you know, I guess the magnitude or the impact of doing this the right way or having uh, a clear roadmap for your college game plan, it's critical because, you know, you're going to go through this process once. You want to do it right. You want your, your child to have the best possible experience, you know, of this college decision and selection and then college experience as they possibly can. Um, so when you're looking at, you know, your child, let's say they're a freshman in high school right now. And, you know, from, a, from an academic standpoint, the process has already started. You know, their GPA becomes real uh, fall of the freshman year. 
So just understanding, you know, what's going on, you know, academically, um, and what are the key action items to be considering freshman through senior year. And that's the same thing with the athletic process. That's the same thing with the um, financial, you know, process, although the financial is a little bit later. And then from a recruiting process, depending on where your son or daughter is evaluated, you know, the timeline can be uh, very early uh, and making sure that uh, they're in the best possible position to maximize as many college opportunities and offers as possible. And we'll stress that throughout this podcast, you know, many, many times. And that is, you know, whether you try to do this completely on your own or you choose to get, you know, some professional help in creating a college game plan, the most powerful position, you know, for your child and for your family to be in is when there are as many quality, you know, college universities that you're interested in um, recruiting you at the same time because that means you're in a position of choice um, and you have as many quality choices uh, in front of you as you possibly can. That also typically means that you're, you're going to be able to figure out uh, the best financial package uh, because you're having you know, colleges you know, competing. And listen, this just doesn't go for student-athletes. Colleges right now are competing for just students to enroll into their school. And if you realize that college has gone up, the cost of college has gone up about 1,200% over the last 21, 22 years. To put that in perspective, uh, you know, food's only gone up 200%. So college is on a whole nother spectrum. And if you realize that college is a business and any business to be successful, you're making a business decision as a family of what school to send your child to. You have to have a business plan to be able to make the best possible business decision. And that's not to remove any of the excitement or, you know, the uh, kind of the novelty of, uh, of, of this college experience because, you know, getting a great education is, you know, powerful and will, will pay massive dividends. Um, in your child's life, but you have to really look at this as pragmatically as possible. And without having a clear college game plan uh, from an athletic, academic, financial standpoint, recruiting standpoint, you are going to waste time and you're going to waste money. And I'll give you just a few kind of major areas that we see, you know, families that don't have a game plan in place, you know, wasting time and money. One of them is kind of not being clear on the, the current evaluation of their child and thinking, you know, that they need to do more or they need to go to, you know, more showcases or more camps or the wrong type of showcases or the wrong type of camps. That's where a lot of time and money can get wasted. Uh, another major area around just, I would say, wasted time uh, is really thinking that you have to be at every showcase and every tournament and every camp, you know, year round and not having a balance, you know, approach in this process. And that has massive implications in terms of your, your, your child's, you know, physical well-being and their health. Uh, they need to have a balance. They need to be able to take some time away mentally, physically, emotionally uh, to recharge and to, you know, rejuvenate, uh, you know, their desire for the game. Other areas that we've seen 
on the financial side, and I'll just kind of touch on this pretty quickly, is some families can end up leaving a lot of money on the table, you know, at the end of the, you know, college financial package, scholarship, you know, decision and negotiation process. And the reality is, is that you typically don't get a second chance to figure out the financial, the best financial package for your family. So whether it's improving a financial package, you know, by 10 or 20%, it's huge. And I'll just give you one quick example of a softball family that we worked with. Um, she was a pretty prominent recruit, uh, division one, had some different offers, you know, softball is a, uh, equivalency sport. So it's not a, uh, full scholarship, you know, only like some other sports are. Uh, but anyway, the family really had never been through the process before. And, you know, they were, you know, really set, um, to just take the first offer, um, from the dream school, uh, that offered them and just accept the first offer. Uh, and I talked through with that family and explained how and exactly why uh, it made sense to have a discussion about you know this decision and really to reevaluate uh, before just saying yes. So long story short is they were able to improve the offer um, you know by 10% uh, each year. And that's gonna help save the family you know, close to forty thousand uh, dollars over the course of the uh, of the college experience, and you know that's money that uh, they can put toward. They have another child right behind, so that's money that they can put toward the next child. So I guess to kind of sum up this whole topic of why it's important, you know, to have a clear game plan, um, is it really this is that big of a decision, you know, in your child's life? And there needs to be a, a plan of action that's followed, uh, that's measured, and that's going to, uh, you know, generate the best possible results uh, academically, athletically, and financially for the family. Thanks, Andrew. And I wanted to wrap it up with, you know, the one thing to really understand is every family is different. Every situation is going to be different, and it starts from the bottom up. The family's finances are going to be different. The family's goals, uh, aspirations, uh, expectations, different, uh, the child's physical ability, mental ability, uh, academic ability is going to be different. Uh, and the one thing that's the least controllable that you guys got to realize, and it's a tough thing to swallow is the coaches and evaluators opinion of your child will be different. That is probably the, the one that you have to learn how to just succumb to and understand that you know, four eyes can be looking at one thing and see it entirely different. And that's something that we will touch upon again and again and again on this podcast is that each family's journey is going to be different. And it is a journey. Uh, the destination, you know, we're not quite sure where it is. For me, it was UCLA ever since I was four years old. Well, that wasn't the destination. That was the hope. Um, and I still root for the, the baby blue, even though navy blue, navy blue looks a lot better on me. It brings out the skin tone a little bit better. But it's something to take in mind that it's not the destination. It's the journey that gets us there. And then when we get there, it's because it was the best case fit. So that's something that we will constantly touch upon is your family, whether you're driving right now on the 680 or the 70 or the 10 or a back street, your child's journey to college and what they're going to go through is going to be different. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening in. 
Uh, have a good day, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being part of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast on iTunes. And check us out at our blog at sportsforceonline.com forward slash blogs for more educational articles and every past episode. Join our community on Facebook and Twitter where you can ask questions, share insights, and recommend future guests and topics. Be sure to join us next week on the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision.